Even as we continue in worship this evening, we thank God because His presence is with us right now. And even wherever you are connecting with us right now, just allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to you. You see, we serve a big God. The same God that was and is and is to come right now. We've come to glorify our Master, our King right now. Oh, we dishonor you, Lord. It's the same God. Yeah. I'm calling on the God of Jacob, oh. whose love endures through generations. Yeah, we thank you, God. I know that you will keep your covenant. We call. I'm calling on the God of Moses, the one, the one who. calling upon right now God I'm calling on the God of Mary whose favor whose favor rests upon the lonely oh Lord I know with you all things are possible we calling upon I'm calling on the God of David who made Shepherd boy who made a shepherd boy courageous. See, I may not face Goliath, but I've got my own giants.
gonna do that verse too right now We calling upon the God of Mary right now Just join me I'm calling on the God of Mary You see whose favor Whose favor rests upon the lowly And I know I know with you all things are We believe that right now We calling upon I'm calling on the God of David Who made Who made a shepherd boy courageous Cause I may not face Goliath, Lord
We believe that the entrance of your word brings light and life. Yes. Thank you for your servant. Thank you for Annie. We pray that you will just anoint her. Bless yes, her. Yes. Speak through her. Yes, Lord. Lord, we say right speak, now. Lord. We say speak, Lord. For we, your servants here. So, God, we pray. Have your way in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Thank God for all that are in the house. Amen. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. And this evening we are blessed. Amen. We are on day three of our of our women's conference. Amen. It's our conference, Daughters of Destiny Arise conference. Amen. And this has been just a powerful two days. We've had Dr. Nina bless us on Monday and Pastor Tamara, Lord's bless us last night. And so Annie is going to share with us today. And uh, she, she's my wife and no stranger. God has been using her and we know God has got greater things in store. And so without further ado, I want to just hand over to her. We want to welcome all those that are joining us online, for those that are joining us in the different parts of Africa and the, and the Europe's and in the U.S. and even in the islands, in the Caribbean. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Welcome. Enjoy tonight. Amen. I know you're going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to firstly thank Pastor and the leadership uh, to share the word tonight. And also I want to thank Potter's House Ministries, Durban, South Africa, for this platform and this time that we have set aside to honor women, not only here in South Africa, but all over the world. So, you know, um, the past few weeks, a song has been uh, resonating in my heart. And, uh, you know, normally God speaks through, through us through different things and to maybe through a word or through a song or through something that you hear in passing. But it was this song, You Hold It All Together, that was sung here one of the Sundays, and it was just in my spirit, uh, just percolating and marinating, and I was listening to it, and I kept singing it, and I kept uh, meditating upon it, and I said, Lord, what a powerful song. And one of the lines of the song that really ministered to me strongly, and from where I'm going to uh, lead with my uh, encouragement to you tonight, is I'm confident as seasons change, your faithfulness remains. Amen? I'm confident that as seasons change, your faithfulness remains. Now, the Lord ministered to me that as women, and I know that we have an audience here tonight of not only a woman, but men as well. So this word is for everyone. But the Lord ministered to me that we go through a lot of seasons. Right? We go through a lot of change. And just like how in the natural, you go through the different seasons. There's summer, winter, spring, and autumn. Each season's got its own characteristic. Each season you can identify with because of the difference in the temperature, the temperament, uh, the way the trees react, the way the flowers react, uh, the way the animals react. It's all governed by the seasons. And the seasons don't stay the same all the time. They change, right? They move from one season to the next. So now we are in autumn, right? And 1st of September comes spring, 
right? That's the hay fever season, right? But now for those of you that are avid gardeners, right, not me now, but for those of you that know how to plant and you've got what they say, green fingers, you know which plants to plant and when to plant it, how to plant it, or where to plant it, you know what types of plants to plant. You don't just plant anything. You've got to work according to the seasons. Now, I remember when we moved into our first home, which was over 22 years ago, uh, my, one of my aunts uh, came through and she spent a weekend with us. And um, when she came through, the first thing she wanted, she looked around. And you know how when the older people come and you, you're young and you're in a new house, they come and check everything and they walk around the house. And she said, now this yard needs some plants. So she took Pastor and I to the nursery. She chose everything. Pastor just had to pay. And uh, she started to plant. And she spent that whole day planting. We were just helping her. But she knew which plant to plant, where to plant it. And uh, she was enjoying herself. And one of the things that she planted, or one of the plants that she planted, and this was 20 years ago, it's still there. It's, a, it, it's called a Duranta gold shrub. It's this beautiful green shrub, but at the ends, the leaves are gold. And these shrubs are still healthy. They're still growing. And you know, as Durbanites, what harsh weather we've had in this past 20 years, right? We get extreme humidity, extreme heat. Then we had floods, not, not so distant memory. We had drought sometimes. We have cold, very cold days. I know they say Durban doesn't have winter, but we have some very cold days. Then we have wind. You know, the past few days, it's been really windy. But this plant, and there's quite a few that she planted outside our wall, garden wall. They're still standing. Those plants are still strong. You walk past, you'll think I planted it just like about a two months ago or something. That's how strong it's standing. And when I look around here and when I think about even the women that are watching us online, you remind me of the shrub. You've gone through some seasons. Come rain, come shine, come wind, come storm. But you are still standing. You are still here. You are still firm. Yes, you may have lost a few leaves along the way. Maybe one or two branches or twigs got uh, broken off. But you're still standing. And you're standing strong because of your faith. You're standing strong because I'm going back to the song now. You know who holds it all together for you. It's not you, because if you try and hold it together, you're going to fail. But because you know who your God is, and your faith is in Him, and your strength is in Him, and everything you do, you say, I, in, in Him do I live and move and I have my being. Because you have that inside of you and that faith that keeps you, you are able to endure all seasons. So tonight I'm speaking to the strong woman in the house. Woman of all seasons. Woman of all seasons. No matter what the season may bring, but you will stand strong. Uh, it says, you know, they say that um, when we look at this theme, it says, daughters of destiny arise. Now when you go look at the dictionary meaning of arise, a very simple one is get up. Get up or wake up, arise. Get up from your slumber, awake, 
and arise. But it also means when you go and look a little deeper into the meaning of the word arise, it means stir up, prepare for action, emerge and become apparent, become present. This is how we need to tackle the different seasons that life throws at us. We need to emerge, be prepared for action, uh, become apparent, be present in everything. Don't just go and hide away. Like, you know, in winter, the animals go and hibernate, and you don't see them. And then after a while, only when it's warmer, then they come out. But we as women, we need to endure all seasons. Now, if you look at in the, uh, uh, in, in the physical, it moves from, in natural, sorry, it moves from season to season. Now, in the same way, we women, we go through different seasons and we move from one season to another, in and out. We're not like nature. Guys, you know us, right? The men will be able to attest to this. We're not like nature. You have a nice three-month summer, then you have another three months uh, of winter, right? No, we can hop one season today, another season tomorrow. That happens in a lot of aspects of our lives. Physically, we go through seasons. Whether you are old, in your 50s, 60s, 70s, older, sorry, older, or whether you're a teenager, you're going through some physical seasons. Teenagers are emerging out of that teenage, going into adulthood, right? That's a season. Ladies that are in your 20s, you coming to 28, 29, you're entering your 30s. That's a different season. When you end going towards your 40s, that's also a different season. There's changes, right? We're growing. We're getting older. We know we do. some of us don't like to admit it, but we are. We are getting older. But the quicker you admit it and start living, you'll enjoy whatever number is above your head when they say, or on your, on your candle, right? Whatever number is there, you'll still enjoy life. Then we go through things emotionally, seasons. One day happy, one day sad, one day moody. Right, seasons change. It changes for us. We go through different feelings, different emotions. And let me tell you something, if I have to be in a situation I am in today, and if I was in the same situation 20 years ago, I'll have a different feeling about it. You think about it, if you lost your job when you were 20, you would be so upset, so distraught. Mm, now they fired me, I lost my job, what am I But then you'll also be a little bit hopeful, right? You'll say, hey, but you know what? I can get another job. I'm still young. I can get another job. Maybe this wasn't for me. But if you're in your going on to 59, 60, and they want to retrench you, and you think, hey, now feelings change. Same situation, but you're at a different season in your life, and so your feelings change. Spiritually, we're all in different seasons. Some of us are still in the baby season. We just gave our hearts to the Lord. We're enjoying the blessing of salvation. We're excited. Some of us are mature in our faith and we're waiting. What's next, Lord? Where's the next level you're taking me to? I need to know what more you want me to do for the kingdom. And you know, sometimes when we, uh, I, I, I read this somewhere, it says, sometimes we flow graciously from one season to another. Right? We can just 
quickly adapt, move smooth, the way it will change to, we won't even know what hit us. We move from one season to the next season. But sometimes it feels like we dragged into the season. We dragged from one season into another season. When changes occur in our families, in our career, in our relationships, in our spiritual lives, in the community, in the, in the nation, when changes appear, even when our children go through different phases, our seasons change. Think about it. For those of us that are a little older, when the children are in school, it's one season. But when their season change and they're ready to go start working, now our lives are changing. We're in a different season. Because now we're adapting ourselves to our environment. So we are so affected by everything around us. And sometimes we don't graciously flow into different seasons. Sometimes we get dragged into it. Sometimes we just dumped into a different season. And we need to know, no matter what, we are not in control. He is in control. And if we get that in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits, then we'll be able to move graciously from a season to season. We'll be able to move and to know that no matter what, I know he's got me in, in his hands. Now, there's so many women that we read about in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, that have endured different seasons in their lives. But through it all, they remain strong, they remain faithful. Now, the past two nights we've been blessed with such powerful speakers. And they made mention of some of the women, which I just want to go through, but we're not going to speak about them. I'm, I've chosen, or the Lord has led me to speak to you about two different women today. But think about Ruth and Naomi. Naomi, from a season of happiness, a hey, husband, two sons, living life, the sons getting married, must be had big weddings, happiness. Then all of a sudden, the husband dies, the two children die. From one season, she got dragged and dumped into another season. Now she's a widow. She's a widow, she's bitter, she's upset, she's angry at life. But she couldn't stay long in that season. Because along, tagging along with there was Ruth. Now she couldn't be mother-in-law anymore to Ruth. She had to mother her. She had to take care of her. She had to change now the way she was operating. And she used to say now, okay, in order for me to lead this girl into her destiny, I can't be a mother-in-law. I've got to be a mother now. I can't worry about my husband died, the two children. I have to worry about this girl. And I have to take care of her. Look at how her seasons change. She went through, I think, all four seasons in one, maybe one month. Everything happened to her. Just one thing after the other. If we think about Esther, Esther went through so many seasons. Mary, Martha, so many of them went through different seasons in their lives. But through it all, they remained faithful. Through it all, they remained strong. Now, I want you to turn your attention to the book of 1 Samuel. This is where we meet the first woman I want to speak about tonight. So 1 Samuel chapter 1, and we don't have time to read the entire uh, chapter, okay? So 1 Samuel chapter 1, we meet Hannah. Now when I read uh, again and I refreshed my memory on the, sto the story of Hannah, I said to pastor, I said, we met, we're meeting Anna. She's dead center in winter. Anna is stuck in winter. 
it's barren. You know, in winter when the plants are not bearing anything, the trees are dry, Hannah is barren. She can't have children. She's upset. She's cross. She's bitter. She's irritated. Uh, her husband's other wife is taunting her. She is stuck in winter. Life has, has almost like she feels like life has now dealt her such a bad deal. How can she not be able to have children? And she is a woman now that's upset with life. But if you think about it, she stayed strong. They said for years, Hannah didn't have children. For years, she didn't have children. She was in this winter for years. But she was going every year to the temple to offer sacrifices. She stayed strong. And she moved. When we look at from verse 9 onwards, she moved from that season of winter. There comes a time in our lives where we can't dwell too much where we are. Where you are situated, if it's winter and it's dry and it's lonely and it's, there's no life, you can't be there too long. You have to make a decision to move, arise, wake up and change your situation. And she gets up. She makes a decision to leave the season that she's in. But how does she do it? She does it with her words, with her mouth. If you look at verse 9, when she finished, when they finished eating and drinking, she stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the chair by the doorpost in the Lord's house. Verse 10, in deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. And she kept praying and we know the rest of the story. Eli thought she was drunk. Because she was, uh, he could see all the actions, but he couldn't see her mouth moving. And he was wondering, now, what's going on with this woman? And she said to him, no, I'm not drunk. I'm deeply troubled. And then she says in verse 18, she makes a declaration. She says, may your servant find favor in your eyes. She doesn't say if. She said may. This must happen. I need a change. And immediately after that, if you're reading the latter part of verse 18, it says she went her way. She woke up. She arose. She ate something. She decided to feed herself, change what she was doing before. If you read prior to that, it says she wasn't eating. She was so depressed and upset about her situation. She wasn't eating. But now she ate something. She changed her pattern. She changed the way she was doing things. If you want to see a difference in your life, you can't keep doing the same things and expect a different result. You have to change. And then it says her face was no longer downcast. Her countenance changed. She took the garments of mourning and heaviness and she put on the garment of praise. And it says there that after that, she conceived her season changed. From winter, she went into spring. And she just jumped into spring. She jumped into a season of new beginnings, new birthing. This was a season now God brought Samuel into her life. The one that he promised. The one that was going to bring breakthrough. The one that was an answer to her prayers. 
But when you think about it, she didn't have much time. She didn't have much time to enjoy the, that spring. She didn't have much time to enjoy because remember, and the back of her mind and in her heart, she knew she had made a vow unto the Lord. She had made a vow and she said, Lord, you give me a son, I'll give it back to you. From season of new beginnings, she went into a season of sacrifice. She went into a season of sacrifice, giving up the thing that was the most important to her. She went from having everything she desired to having to sacrifice that very thing because her promise and her vow to God was more important. It was more important than having the thing. You know, sometimes we ask God for things and then when he asks us to sacrifice it, we don't want to let go. But God is saying, let go of the things because what I've got in store for you is even greater. And if you see here in verse 24, she takes Samuel, she prepares her offering, she takes the child and she goes into the house of the Lord. She meets with Eli the priest and she presents her son to him. But before she does that, and a very interesting portion of scripture here, if you read it, before she could do it, she has a conversation with her husband. And she says, after the boy is weaned, I'll take him. And I'll present him before the Lord and he will live there always. She didn't give her son for two, three years. She gave him. Gave him up to do the work of the Lord. And her husband, look at this. He said, do what seems best to you. Verse 23. Stay here until you weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. You know, sometimes uh, I'm speaking to some of the men out there. When the Lord has placed something, a burden, on the heart of your wife, be like Elkanah. Elkanah knew how much Samuel meant to her. You remember, he went through all the weeping, bitterness, loneliness. He was in the season of winter with her. He saw what he did to her. But he also knew how important her promise and her vow was to God. And so he didn't stop her. He didn't say, hey, no, man, God won't uh, uh, mind if you don't keep this vow because he knows how important this child is to you. God won't mind. He'll still bless us. But he said, no, you do what you promised. Do what you promised. And you know what happens? She has three sons, three, and two daughters after that. A woman that was barren because she knew how to honor God in every season. Whether she was barren, she was in the temple praying, giving a sacrifice. When she had a child, she was worshiping God. When she was ready to give him up, she did what she said she was going to do. Her first honor came to God. And you know, the other thing that came out of this, uh, and I'm ending up now with Hannah, is that when Hannah released Samuel, into the house of the Lord. She didn't release him as her son. He was still her son. She didn't, it, her, her position and her, and her place as mother didn't change. She was still his mother. It says every year when she and Elkanah went up to the temple, she made a linen effort for him. 
And she went and she gave it to him. So every year he knew my mother and father. I may be in the house of the Lord. I may be doing God's work. I may be doing this. My parents sacrificed me to be here in the house of the Lord and to do his work. But my parents still love me. My mother still loves me. She's still a part of my life. Though the seasons have changed for her and the seasons have changed for us. But we are still strong. She's still my mother. She's still supporting me. How many of us have children that God has asked us to release to do the work of the ministry? We still have to be their mothers. We can't stop. Even if God has asked your child to go to another country, you will still be the mother. It won't stop. Because that's who God has placed, what God has placed in your heart. That's what God has placed in your life to be. And you will stay with them and monitor them and pray for them and uphold them right up until the day when you are gone. Then, and then it's no more because you can't do it anymore. But until, as long as you have breath, you will love your child, take care of your child, nurture your child, and you will pray them into the things that God has in store for them. Now, the other uh, woman that we read about, and it's from the New Testament. And I know there's so many accounts in the New Testament and so many uh, women that we want to look at in the New Testament. But uh, I think one of the most important ones there is Mary, mother of Jesus. She went through a lot of seasons. She went through a lot of seasons. From verse 26, Luke 1, verse 26 onwards, we see Mary is betrothed to Joseph. She's getting ready to be married. Now, you can imagine some of you young ladies listening there to me, you in that exciting phase. Hey, now, uh, when you're getting married nowadays, it's exciting. You do engagement, then you do pro or proposal, then engagement, then you invite their family, you have a get-together. It's like an exciting time. So she's in this season where she's preparing herself to become a wife. And she's preparing herself for marriage. And all of a sudden, Mary is one that didn't move graciously from one season to another. She was dumped into the next season. All of a sudden, she gets visit visitation from the angel, and the angel of the Lord tells her what the plan is and how she will carry the Messiah. And in verse 38, she says, I am the Lord's servant. Be it unto me according to your word. How many of us will react in that way? When we get pulled, yanked out of a season where we are enjoying life and where we are so happy and so blessed and we get yanked out and put into something where there's so much of responsibility is put on us because this is what happened to Mary, a young girl, so much of responsibility putting, put on her. Now she has to be the mother to the Messiah of the world. And what she says, I am the Lord's servant. Be it unto me according to your word. Imagine that. She had a life mapped out for her. And yet, she didn't realize that that wasn't the life. This was what God had in store for her. But she was willing to receive it and to say, Here am I, Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And we all know the account of Mary carrying the baby Jesus. What, what it must have meant for her that season? Humiliation. Ridicule. 
they must have mocked her. They must have said, how? Now you were supposed to get married? And now you're having a baby. Why can't this people do things right? Isn't that how people speak? Imagine the ridicule, the embarrassment that she must have went through as a young woman. And yet she endured. Because at the end of the day, she knew the mandate that was upon her life. She knew her purpose. It was spoken to her. She received it. And she ran with it. She said, I'm not going to hold back. I have to do everything in my power to make sure that the Messiah is born, that this healthy baby is born, because one day he's going to be the one that will save the world. She received the word and she ran with it. She had a, a, from a season of uncertainty, fear, ridicule, ridicule, then she enters into a season of celebration. A season of attention. Remember when the baby was born? Everybody came to see. Mary could have been like, mm, I'm the mother. You know, sometimes, okay, a pastor will agree with this. I used to, I used to do this, right? So when Joash used to get award after award and he used to walk on the stage and he used to get all his awards and they call his name, he's halfway up the stage, they'll call him back. And if any parent is sitting next to me and I don't know them, I'll do that. That's my son. You know, proud, you know, but look at Mary, humble. A season of celebration, a season where attention was on her and a baby. She could have turned to being proud and haughty and saying, oh, I don't want anybody to come near the baby because this is the Messiah. No shepherds, you all were with the sheep and out in the field and now you're coming to touch the baby and you all want to see the baby. This is the king of kings. She could have had that attitude. But Luke 2 verse 19 says, Mary treasured all these things. Everything was happening around her. She treasured all these things in her heart and she pondered on them. She treasured all these things and she pondered on them. And remember, this kind of attention on Jesus carried on for years. She was going in through a season where all the attention was on her son. Remember when he went into the dedication, when they went to dedicate him in the temple, Simeon and Anna, they came running. They gave a prophetic word. They were speaking into his life. At the temple, when he was 12 years old, he was sitting among the teachers and the elders and the, the priests, and he was answering questions and asking questions. She was looking at this child and saying, that's my son, but humble. So she went through a season where she could have ended up being proud and haughty, but she kept her humility. She understood that this is his time. She understood her role in his life. Us as parents and as mothers, we need to understand the season our children are in, the stage they're in, and how we support them. How do we uh, support them to be the best that they can be? Then you look at the next season, because that was just the season of nurturing and bringing him up. 30 years old, then Jesus starts his ministry. It's a season when life changed for Mary. He's no more in the house. He's not helping his father woodwork, carpentry. Now he's going out. He's out in the world. He's moving around. He's everywhere. 
Sounds familiar to some of you who have had to let your children go. Let your children venture out, go into different uh, provinces, countries maybe, and then you've had to let them go. But look at this now. Mary changed from being the mother at home. She was with him. The first and uh, um, account that they speak about when Jesus was there, they said Mary was there. Mary's mother was there. She was there. When he preached his first sermon, she was there. When he did his first miracle, remember John 2, the wedding at Cana? She's there. His mother was there. All the important, pivotal moments when his seasons were changing, she adjusted herself, maneuvered herself, and she changed herself so she could be a part of his life, not be out of his life. It was almost as if at that wedding in Cana, she knew it was his time. Remember, he said, Mother, why are you troubling me? It's not my time. She didn't say anything to him after that. Remember, she just went up and said, there's no wine. But after that, she didn't say anything to him. She went to the servants and she said, do whatever he asks you to do. She knew his time had come. She knew the first miracle was going to be performed. And she was in the center of everything. She was a mother that was present. She was a mother that was involved. She was a mother that supported him. And she actually, if you think about it, it's almost like she nudged him. You know, she, it, it was his time to do the miracle. But almost like she was there, like, you know, do, do it now, do it now. You know how sometimes we are with our children too. Hey, you can do this. Do it now. Do it. You can do it. And that's the kind of mother she was. John 2, 12, it says she journeyed with Jesus. Journeyed with him. That means she went where he went. Mountains. Up on the mountains when he's preaching, she was there. She watched all the miracles. If she wasn't there, even if she wasn't there, she heard of the miracles that he had done. And then came the difficult season for her. The season at the cross. She was there. Remember when Jesus was on the cross, he said, John, this is your mother. And mother, that's your son. His mother was there. He was making provisions for her. He was saying, John, I'm going, but you take care of my mother. That means she was still there. What a difficult time that must have been for her. What a season. Watching your child go through so much of anguish and pain and beating and uh, people spitting at him and whooping him. And imagine that as a mother. You know, sometimes we have to see our children endure things. We have to watch as our children sometimes go through difficult stuff, maybe illness or maybe pain or maybe a bad relationship. And we have to watch our children go through pain. And she was there. She didn't say a word. She only wept and she cried, but she didn't say anything. And sometimes in those seasons, that's where it needs to be our position as women. You don't have to say much. Just be there. Pray. Pray. In your times, in your closet, pray for them. Pray them out of those situations. Pray them out of the pain. Pray them, pray them out of the suffering. But be there for them. And you know, his mother didn't stop. Okay, when Jesus died on the cross, rose again, 
And then in the, in the book of Acts, when we read his ascension, she didn't disappear. Acts 1 verse 14 says, she was there with the others, with his mother, the others and his mother, devoted to prayer after the ascension of Jesus. She didn't say now, it's, oh, my son's not here. Now I don't need to be a part of anything. Her season changed now. Now she had to say, hey, you know, whatever the mandate is, he gave us a big job. I have to support these, these other guys, yeah? These boys, I have to be here with them. We have some people like that that I know of. No matter how old they are, they are still praying. They are still taking care of, even praying for people that are sometimes even older than them. They're standing in the gap. And this is the kind of Mother Mary was. Her season changed. She went from being distraught, upset at the cross to now being on fire. Right, what's next? The next level. Where do you want to take us to now, Lord? You know, the other thing about seasons and about women, and I need us to understand this, is that we all not in the same season. Physically, in nature, we all experience the same season, right? If it's summer in South Africa, it's summer. In Durban, it's summer. We're all experiencing summer, right? But in life, we are all not in the same season. We are all in different seasons in our lives, but we have to embrace it. We have to know God is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. We belong to him. We have a hope and an assurance that he will carry us through. He holds it all together. Whether you're going through spring, where it's hope, life, new beginnings, planting time. Whether you're going through summer, where it's playtime, joy, even a time sometimes for watering and pruning. You know, summertime is normally time for pruning and weeding. Whether you're in autumn and you're in your harvest time, harvest season, you're reaping the blessings. You are reaping whatever you have sowed. Whether you're in winter, and I call winter the why God season. <laughs> you know, when we ask God, why God? Why me? That's winter, a season that overwhelms us, challenging. Maybe illness, maybe a rebellious child, marital problems, changes going around that you can't control and you, you're really feeling hopeless. Remember, God is always at work. Nothing is ever wasted with God. I want to end up with Ecclesiastes 13 verse 11. It says, and you all know the scripture, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Whatever season you're in, that's his time. And he will make all things beautiful. The season you may be in now, may not be a season you are happy with. But in his time, he makes all things beautiful. So be a strong woman in all seasons. Come rain, come shine, come storm, come wind. Stand strong for God. Stand strong in your faith. Know who you are in him. And he will carry you through. Let's just bow our heads with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you are a faithful God and that through your word, Lord, you teach us and you encourage us and you build us up.
So I pray, Lord, that this word would have been an encouragement to someone out there, Lord, that's listening. Someone that finds themselves in a season where they're really struggling and they don't know which way to turn. I pray right now, Lord, your Holy Spirit will minister to them. I pray wherever they are, Lord, whether in their lounge or in the kitchen or in their dining room or bedroom, wherever they are listening to you right now, even in this house, God, I pray, Father, that you would minister to them, that they will know, Lord, that through it all, you hold everything together, Lord. And no matter whether we're having our mountaintop experiences or we deep down in the valley, that you are still God. And you are God over everything. And your word declares, Lord, that you will make things beautiful in your time. So we hold on to that promise, God. We hang on, God. We know, God, that you're a God that's faithful. You're a God that's faithful. I pray, Father, that you would continue to bless us, Lord. Continue to minister. Let this word take seed in our hearts. I pray, Father, that we will meditate upon it, that we will understand, God, that as women, Lord, we go through many things. But even though we go through many things, we have one God. And that is our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we hold on to you, God. We hold on to you, God, the author and the finisher of our faith. So we thank you and we bless you. And we ask all these mercies in Jesus' never-failing name. Amen and amen. So don't forget, tomorrow night,